and well met, everyone. My name is Jen, your friendly neighborhood GM and purveyor of fine pretzels. Today's snack food for thought tastes like salt and contraband because we're discussing organized crime ring that has taken up residence in my made-up town of Seton. Keen listeners may recall that my players took an unexpected turn after their first quest in Ghost of Saltmarsh, so I had to pivot and create a town from scratch and fill that town with bad guys. Today's episode is all about those bad guys. Sometimes we think up super cool villains. They have a mysterious backstory, a strong relatable motivation, They're powerful, terrifying, and probably attractive in a rustic, unappreciated kind of way. Animal magnetism aside, we have created this amazing character, and we're afraid to introduce them to the characters because we fear they will be killed immediately and ruin our grand plan. If you've listened to episode number nine, you've heard me describe a villain I was pretty proud of. I thought he would be a ruthless and scary addition to the game for my players. Unfortunately, we had to wind up the campaign in two sessions because of scheduling problems. I swear, one of these days, I'm just going to create a monster that's a giant sentient calendar. It eats people. So it was now or never. Use this cool villain with unknown results or let him wither away as mere scribblings in my notebook. If you have a cool villain but are holding back introducing them to the table, remember, Bad guys in our games are like coaches of professional sports teams. They are hired to be fired. The bad guys are there to be thwarted by the amazing heroes. That's their job. But Jen, you don't understand. The terrifying yet strangely attractive villain I created was just too precious. Also, the PCs are too low level, so I'm going to keep waiting. Ah, well... In that case, I suggest you don't have a level problem. Instead, you have a human resources problem. What you need is low-level bad guys, NPCs that can challenge the party and ultimately be defeated and be replaced by more powerful and influential evildoers. If you link them together in a crime network, then you can sprinkle hints about this awesome bad guy you've created without exposing them to the business end of the characters. If NPCs are afraid of how the boss is going to react to something, it builds mystique around your big bad far more effectively than your scary description of them. It is the perfect plan. The players can feel like they're making a difference, which they definitely are, like for sure, totally, but also another bigger bad guy steps in to fill the power vacuum. Great, so how do I link them into- I'm so glad you asked. Organized crime. Wait, no, hang on. To the notebook! Okay, now we can talk about organized crime. I've created four branches of crime for my town, each operating relatively independently. For each branch, I determined what nefarious business they would be up to and who would be in charge of that branch and what would happen to the town if the PCs take them down. Name. Gil Doucette. Description. Rather portly, gentlemen, cowardly, but with good manners. Crime specialty. Acquisitions, a.k.a. smuggling. Good old Gil has paid off several dockmasters to look the other way when particular ships are unloading cargo headed for the black market. What makes them threatening? A guy who specializes in acquiring rare and illegal objects is for sure going to have something powerful and dangerous up his sleeve. 
consequences for taking them out. Gil likes the finer things in life. This smuggling operation is mainly to support his posh lifestyle. If the PCs take him out, someone with less scruples and more ambition could take his place, leading to dangerous items in the wrong hands. Next up, I just love this name. Next up, Professor Fibbensnort. Description, kindly older gnome with extensive knowledge of magic items. Side note, I love gnomes and their names because they're fun to say. Okay, crime specialty, antiques dealer, a.k.a. money laundering. The professor owns a small shop called the Silver Shoe. He's happy to buy things from the PCs, books most especially. He has a limited number of magic items for sale at very high prices. He also has some good jobs for the characters if they find themselves in town and short on gold. What makes them threatening? Professor Fibbensnort is not a... <laughs> I, put this, I put this name in here. It's, I did this to myself. Professor Fibbensnort is not violent by nature. He's only participating in the money laundering because a bad guy higher up the food chain has some kind of leverage over him. He has lots of gold and unsavory friends. A frightened and desperate gnome will take drastic action to protect his secret. Consequences for taking them out? If the PCs discover his crime connections, the professor will skip town. The PCs will no longer be able to sell their trinkets or buy magic items from him. His shop will be closed. An additional note about the professor. My original idea was to have him pay the PCs handsomely for a fetch quest or two for gems or other seemingly innocuous items. Those items would show up later in use by other bad guys performing a ritual or doing other bad guy stuff. I thought that would be interesting for the characters to realize that they had helped the bad guys do their bad guy thing. Would that make the players super suspicious of any future quests? Probably. I said it was an idea, not necessarily a good idea. Moving on. Name, Herba Rodentra. Description, tall, long-limbed with a nasty temper. Crime speciality? Dispositions, a.k.a. getting rid of pretty much anything or anyone. Do you need a building burned down? Do you need someone murdered? Do you have a group of pesky adventurers asking too many questions? Herba and her lackeys are always ready to roll up your problems in an old rug and dump them in the river. What makes them threatening? She leads a team of assassins. That's, that's pretty threatening. If the PCs get on Herba's bad side, they'll be attacked by assassins the next time they attempt a long rest in or near the city. Consequences for taking them out? Unfortunate souls who find Herba on their doorstep are often taken to the Warden Brendar to feed his orb of souls. If the PCs disrupt Herba's work, the laws in the city will become very strict, giving the Warden and his city watch every opportunity to send people to prison, no matter how many people walk through the warden's doors, the prison never seems to fill up. Hmm. Next, name. Fate. Description. No one really knows. Crime specialty. Unqualified street alchemist, a.k.a. a drug dealer. Turns out it's a big moneymaker. Who knew? What makes them threatening? If fate discovers that the PCs are stirring up trouble in town, they will want to take a closer look, possibly offering to sell them some molested substance or another. After that, they'll sit back and watch the show, gathering information for any possible conflict down the road. Consequences for taking them out. 
fate has their own pact with the demon that the warden Brendar serves. So his loyalty is to the demon, not to the warden. If confronted by the PCs, they will assume another identity and leave town, preferring to avoid open combat. If combat is the only option, they are actually surprisingly powerful and delighted to slay the heroes in the name of their demon lord. So how could you use these branches in your game? More ways to think about consequences of the character's actions. The consequences I have here are nearly all negative. Maybe you're running a more heroic game where the results of the character's actions would be a better, safer town. That's not a bad thing. Cannon fodder. You didn't make them, so you're not worried about the PCs stomping them. Use these characters to fill out your bad guy organizational chart while sprinkling in hints about your awesome villain. A new faction. If your game uses factions, add these folks to the mix when you need more nefarious connections, social tension, or mysterious disappearances. I think that will do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you heard something to make your next game amazing. If you're new to the show, I recommend going back to listen to episode number nine to hear more about the cool, scary villain I created. As luck would have it, that show also includes tidbits about my adventure called Into the Caldera, available on the DMs Guild. It's less than three bucks and you get a cool adventure. The link is in the description. I have saved you all the work. Just click on it. You can also follow the GM's Notebook on Instagram and Blue Sky. Send your emails to thegmsnotebook at gmail.com. Until next time, I bid you a fond farewell.